so loud. Can you talk into yours for a segment? Uh, yeah. Now I can. Cool. Now that I'm actually one, one, one. on nice. my mic. <laughs> now I can. The human touch. I'm rusty. Was denied. I'll bang for him. Let's see. CCP. Blah, 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 blah. All right. I'm ready to rock. I always forget if red. Okay, red is recording. Red means the mics are on. All right. A lot of emails this week, boys. A lot of emails? Yeah. All right. A lot of emails. New Rainier campaign. I mean, there's a lot going on. A lot of drama. Today, you are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the Ted. Starring the Ted. Starring the Starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Woo! The podcast, episode 274. What's up with your boy, the Ted Smith? I'll be hosting this here podcast, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me, actually, to the right of me. He's always here unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Closer to home. Sh- oh, Jesus. Uh, the London Stock Exchange saw an increase today as Boris Johnson faces ouster. Nancy Pelosi made an opening move for impeachment against Donald Trump, signaling that the collective immune system is kicking in. Closer to home, shares your favorite podcast are cruising for a bruising as Ted took on a side chick, White Claw. Cobb can't get a Honeycrisp. <laughs> Bro code for side chick. And Matt flies to Dutch Harbor in search of his own deadliest catch. Will the podcast crater with no one manning the helm? Or do the boys have a big announcement today to rally shares? We'll find out at 6.30. Can't wait to make this announcement coming up. But first, uh, he's back on the wheels of steel getting the studio all set up. Matt Kimer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. How are you, dude? Great. I'm ready for this announcement. You wouldn't even tell us. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You, and I just been, announced that there was an I, announcement. I'm announcing there's an announcement. I've been sitting on it uh, for a few days now. I would say get your mouth air horns ready. Uh, I, wait, wait. Do you want to try to guess? <laughs> Go ahead. Matt, what do you got? Oh, sh- dang. Oh, man. <laughs> Are we interviewing a stripper? Negative. Wow. Oh. That'd be huge. Yeah. All right, I have one clarifying question. Is this a personal announcement or a it's podcast? A personal, it's a personal major announcement. Oh, you get your pull-up? Oh, Jesus Christ, man. No, not that far yet. I was That's what I was thinking, and I was scared to ask because I didn't want to ruin it. Yeah. Um, oh. I'm going to say, uh, man, I don't know. I got uh, it. You got it? I think so. What? Well, Did you score a fucking goal this week? Run a play. Yeah! Takes one touch. He turns. Faces goal. Boom. And I know what you think. I'm going to stand up. Ch- Ted, ch- 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 did ch- Ball and Bougie win 1-0 the first game on your goal? Yes, they did. Bro, oh, my God. Dude, give me a chest bump. Oh, yeah, baby. Wow. <laughs> Put your what boy up top. Put your boy up top. Damn. Let him get that goal and boot. Dude, give us the play-by-play. <laughs> Run it down. <laughs> I know, and after the game, I looked at my buddy Troy. I said, when do I talk about this? They're like, just wait. You'll know when. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, first game, I'm up top. Uh, it's early in the match. Actually, it was a nice uh, setup. My team can actually pass pretty well. So there's like three connecting passes. Uh, gives it to me right in front of the box. I take one touch. It like literally is right there in front of me. And I heard the uh, my coach Adam yelled out the words that great coaches always yell. Boot it, Ted! <laughs> nice. Turned, fired it, top left corner. Top left corner? Wow. Oh, yeah. Dang. Oh, yeah. Did you put laces on that thing? Did you go for the toe punch? What's the, what was the move? 
Ah, uh, I guess laces because it wasn't a toe punch. Nice. Weirdly, yeah. the toe punch works really well in co rec leagues, especially in like it's raining. It would have worked there, but yeah, I just put it in and then Ooh-hoo-hoo. I had all these dance moves, the shimoni, this and that. I, I just I didn't know what to do. Yeah, that adrenaline hits, and you just like at a certain point, it's just like nature takes over. Yeah, you know? I planned on taking off my shirt, getting the straight yellow. None of that. What'd you do? I ran back to halfway, high five a couple people. Then my buddy Troy was playing keeper, and he goes, "Well, where's your dance?" <laughs> so I did the dance in front of him. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, That's but it was huge. finally nice to get it off my. Everybody's like, like my uh, my coach John, my buddy John. He was like, "Did you just score actually in the run of play?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Damn it, <laughs> dude! Yeah, way to get the monkey off your back, man." Oh, felt so good. That's one out of two person major personal goals for the year down. One that's out true. Of two. Yeah, no, Cyrus is on it. We're on. We're on the of the pull up game. He, okay, he knows that that's your training yeah. for now. Okay, there we go. I forgot we Get had some set. lats going. Yeah, right. He's like, when's the last time you did assisted pull ups? Said, well, Cyrus, I haven't done those in a while. Pretty much just do what you're telling me. And he's like, we'll start working on those. Yeah, he's like, let's get you on the wreck. <laughs> yeah, but that was good. Uh, as you say, second game we lost two uh, 0 That wasn't too good. Well, dude, and I will say, you know, also your physical prowess is making its way around town. Uh, Ted and I got hit up to help move a couch after the podcast today mm-hmm. into a girl's wow. apartment. Real girl. A real girl. girl. Apartment. So, you know, holla. <laughs> Cute, too. <laughs> Big things today, you know? There is. But also, I think I'm off girls for at least a week. Uh, I don't think she'll mind me saying this. I hung out with our good friend Taryn and met mm-hmm. uh, and Brad and met baby Barrett. And then on the deck, uh, Taryn and our friend Jamie went through uh, some of the, I'll call them, joys of childbirth. Oh. And I was just like, oh, my God, that sounds awful. Dude, I'm telling you, as I said today, the afterbirth and placentas and this and that, it sounded like SEAL Team 6 had to help out. And they were talking about stuff going on. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I, I like you guys, but you're killing me. Like, I, I don't need to, right? Literally, I think I said at one point, I'm getting another beer. Somebody said, what, is this too much for you? I said, there's a reason I don't have one. Uh, God. Dude, it was gnarly. Well, dude, just think about Dave. He delivered his own baby. Like, think seriously about that situation. Who? Uh, what? Our friend Dave. Uh, um, oh, I don't yeah, want to say his last yeah, name. Yeah, but my, my bad. I was, sorry. I'm good friends I with your old neighbor. Yeah, I haven't yeah. thought about that, David, a minute. I was like, what? Yeah, slid on his knees and like literally like pulled the baby out at the last minute. Yeah. Well, Taryn was like, it just was awful. I mean, she was supposed to have that baby before we left for Burning Man. It didn't have it to like the Saturday we were like the man burned. And then she was like induced for like four days. I, okay, I was just waiting for you to shatter my world, and I don't want you to. <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was a lot. You keep that nightmare to yourself, Ted Smith. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't need that tumbling around in my mind next time I'm trying to get down. Well, karma is karma. And in a weird, that seemed like a nightmare conversation for me. But then I was there in person as the nightmare of the Cougs blowing that lead to UCLA unfolded for poor Taryn. Oh. oh wow. <laughs> How much was their lead? I didn't see it. I got to look it up, but I want to say they were up at least 20 at halftime. I mean, at what point does cooged it as a verb get into the dictionary? According to Twitter. It's got to be. That was uh, quite the definition of it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see the game. I just saw Twitter later that day. Uh, It was was unbelievable. It was the worst. Uh, The number 19 Cougs blew a 32-point lead in the second half. A 32-point lead in the second half. In the second half. half. Like, oh my God! Were they on the road or at home? At home. That's oh, oh my and UCLA's God. UCLA is terrible. UCLA, I don't think had a win oh yet. Oh my God! Yeah, it was it was bad. That's almost if it wasn't you tell. That's almost unbelievable. If it wasn't you telling me, I wouldn't believe it. It it was unbelievable watching. I mean, that's 
I will say that's what I love about college football. You can have these crazy games, but it was just insanity. And the first year, just like Garner Minshew was there, just like, oh, the Cougs are going to roll them. And they were. Like to the point I even said, is Washington State this good or is UCLA just this bad? And everybody's like, oh, UCLA just sucks. Did they put in their backups? No. And then we went and me and Brad started a fire. We're hanging out for a little bit. And then like I went back in and they were like, it's getting cl-. And I was like, no, 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 no way. They're not going to blow this. But they did. Garner Minshew was there? Yeah, because Jacksonville played on Thursday night. They won a game, and their coach gave them off like those next four days. Oh, okay. That's right. They did play Thursday. Yeah, so Minshew flew back. By the way, did you notice he made a very uh, wild fashion choice that everybody was all about? What? Who? Garner Minshew. You know him? I honestly don't know who that person is. He was is, the quarterback so for the Cougs out. last year. He's the quarterback in Jacksonville <laughs> right now. He led the Cougs on a great season last year. He just showed up as like a, cool. a transfer. He's got an awesome mustache. He basically, he says the right things. He has a cool look. Like, you just want to hang out with the dude and crush beers with him. Yep. But he was rocking jorts. Wow. And I was like, two weeks before that, I was jorts guy. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I'm telling you, now it's the jorts. Next summer, it's the Gitos, man. We're just slowly losing leg. Well, that's the thing. As I I got the leg fixed with that vein thing, I realized, like, my shorts are just coming up higher and higher. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's (laughs) the way of the buffalo, man. And that's the, the way fashion is going. <laughs> I was like, I don't know that reference point. Oh, no, I just meant like, yeah. Well, it, I think, weirdly, that's like, I don't know why that's in my head. I think it's from that uh, album, Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo. Is that an MXPX record or something? I don't know. I'm I don't not know why I say that. I, I say that, that all the time, and I'm pretty sure it's not a cultural reference. I think it's just, or a cultural reference, but not like a known, uh, what are those called? Idiom? No, I can't think of the word. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Way of the Buffalo, huh? Yeah, Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo. <laughs> Maybe that means that something's dying out. I think that's what it means, right? Because you don't see like wild bison much anymore. Yeah. So then long pants and long shorts slowly going the way of the buffalo. They are. There I'm going to be one of those people I hate sitting there in the beer garden of salmon or in salmon day or what was it? Seafood fest. Se- yeah. At yeah. Ballard shirtless wearing booty shorts. <laughs> like who, who is this guy? Yeah. You know damn well who it is. That's like goal skull score. Ted Smith. <laughs> 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 Dude, you're slowly becoming what you hate and i think okay weirdly there's a little lesson within this which is like um you know um one of the psychologists whose books i read a lot of he's talking about how you should like um can cons- we brought it up brief on the cast a couple episodes ago but how you should like consult your like your the things that you're you have like enmity against or the things you're like like angry about or jealous of um because usually like part of that is like that's what you want to become what yeah. is it? Consult your. I'll think of it while we're casting. But anyway, yeah, you're becoming you're becoming that dude that you hated. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you see me wearing loafers without socks. Like Ted, too far. <laughs> Booty shorts, loafers without socks. Right. That's the line now. That was the old me. Right? The new me hates shirts, wears booty shorts, and only wears loafers with no socks. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a fun summer. Next year. Like two days into fall. I'm like, we're already talking about next summer. We're like, can't wait for hoodie for hoodie weather. It's now hoodie weather. <laughs> By the way, I will say, so spring session when I played pub league uh, was just like nice weather. By the end of it, it was getting a little warm and sunny. But man, Sunday, that was just pissing rain on us all day. Oh, I was just yeah. a wet, damp yeah. little dog. <laughs> two games out in that, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. And I have never chested down a ball where it like stung a little bit. But when you're wearing just a wet shirt and the balls get, I was like, ooh, kind of stung a little bit. Uh, how long does your season go? 
Uh, ten weeks. I'll be done in November. Okay. Can I make a pro tip, Reco, for you? Hit me. All right. I played. I don't know. Maybe ten years of soccer in the Northwest. Get um, just those little knit gloves with rubber on them for throw-ins. They make such a difference in like being cold versus being warm, just having your hands warm. You see a lot of like marathon runners and stuff wear those little gloves. They do. Get some of those, but make sure you get the rubber on the front. And you will, every week, you'll be happy you bought them. They're like 10 bucks. Yeah. And Mm. I feel like with the colder weather, I got to wear an undershirt. Is that, I'm all lying. Like my nips are starting to hurt. Under Armour makes those good, like long ones. Yeah. Killer. Yeah. And you're a big UA guy anyway. So I was going to say, yeah. I actually already have some of the heat gear. Yeah. But those gloves worth their weight in gold. Yeah, it's funny. I never thought about that, but people throwing the corners kept bitching as the ball kept slipping. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Part of it's the slip, and part of it, like, your hands just get cold, and gr- especially if you have early morning games and stuff. Like, the Northwest, man, that's something that my dad was on and, like, game changer. Yeah. And it was like the one week our commissioner wasn't there. When I showed up, I was like, where the hell are the pop up tents? <sighs> like, I could deal with no shade, but, like, we- everything's just getting wet. Yeah. So, but afterwards was fun. Uh, I do, we got to talk about this. Like, did we curse the Seahawks? <laughs> like we, I had my buddy Jeremy on here from Go Bruin. We were kind of, I mean, we were still cheering for the Seahawks. We were just kind of pumping up. The Saints were in town, and then, man, the Saints just just rolled up and whooped that ass. Well, I feel like this goes back to the earlier conversation. Like, do we curse fighters? Right, right. That's exactly the genesis of this. So that's so. I mean, the question is, do you believe that we've cursed any fighters? No. Okay. So then, if we haven't cursed any fighters by you know hyping them up and talking about how their match could go. Why would we think that we had an effect on the Hawks? All right, because I guess I was thinking maybe we did cu- curse a couple fighters. Because I think we curse fighters. <laughs> you know that I already think we curse fighters, and I'm, I'm happy to say that we curse the Seahawks. But, okay, Talon, but I feel like you guys are in the other camp. But Talon won the first time he was on here, right? Second, he's only been on, is he been on twice or three he's times? Been on three three times. times. Right, so they only lost the third one. That's true. You know, that's true. Maybe... We have nothing to do with the outcome of sporting events. No, come on, <laughs> don't say that. It yeah. really matters which well, shirt we're, you're wearing. We're certainly not giving the Seahawks any mo- any extra momentum. You know, that's man. Yeah, what happened? Like, what went wrong for the Hawks? I mean, they didn't even have Drew Brees on the you know the Saints. Honestly, I, that was the problem. I don't know. I showed up at halftime. This was my buddy's birthday. Shout out to Party Boy Brett. And uh, actually, you guys met Brett at uh, my birthday. I didn't okay. know his and name his was wa- Party Boy. Yeah, oh, his yeah. wife Rebecca. Dude, I have a weird story for you another time. Cool. We have another friend that has a weirder story with him, but we'll leave that out. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me on the walk home. <laughs> now, anyhow, so he, she was she hit me up and was like, hey, we're just getting together for his birthday. We're just going to watch the Hawks game and then Sounders. So I showed up at halftime running hot. Can't mm-hmm. wait to talk about my goal. And we sit down. And it's like, holy, like, the Seahawks basically were already losing that game, and it looked like it was already like in bad like it, it was just bad. Oh, a couple fumbles, like this and that. Like yeah, just... there's a lot that went wrong. To be like, we cursed that, but also like that's a curse. Everything would go wrong. Yeah, Pete Carroll got hit in the nose. That's how curses work. Forehand. Yeah, what I was wondering. What, I, that's why I saw like one clip of the game, and it was him with a split yeah. open nose. What happened? Did yeah, he get punched. No, nose. before the game, Cody Barton just like threw a pass somewhere, like after the end of warm-ups or something, and Carroll was just, like, running right into it and it just, like, smacked him in the face. The ball hit him in the face and yeah. cut him like that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right, because it's like it's like the, the warm-ups are done or whatever, and he kind of turns to just kind of, like, throw it to somebody. <coughs> Excuse me. Pete Carroll just jogs right into it. So, I mean, he just went boom. Oh, man. Yeah. 
And again, going back to it was the same conditions I was playing soccer in. Like it's cold, it's <laughs> wet. Like you don't want to be getting hit with a football that weather. Oh, especially in the face, man. Mm. Lucky he didn't break, break his nose if it hit him from the side like that. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, he looked jacked up because when we got there, we were like, what the hell's wrong? Like, we show up, they're losing. And it's like, what's wrong with Pete Carroll? I, I thought that was going to be a good omen. I thought he was going to, like, you know, win the game looking all tough like that with the, the butterfly stitches or whatever still there. You're so much more positive of a person than I am. Because I just think, like, <laughs> in what world is getting hit in the face with a cold, wet, hard football a good omen? It's a badass <laughs> sport. He just had a birthday. He's the oldest coach in the league. And he just, like, yeah, out there, I don't know. He's the oldest so, coach in the league? Yeah. He is. What man? We've talked about it before. What is that guy's secret? Because he looks young. I mean, he's looking older now, but like, I mean, I think part of it is just physical fitness has just always been a massive, massive part of his life. Yeah. And then you know, some people would argue that you know, coaching at SC and hanging out with coeds don't hurt neither. I just didn't want to be the one to say it. I didn't want to be the one to say it. It's like Voldemort drinking the blood of the young man. Right. You know? I'm like, ah. It's like, well, you know, found a youth. I don't know. <laughs> 21. <laughs> California coastline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know, right? It's the truth. Yeah, dude, like it's, it's a, a decade of that. Well, like, I'm at the weird age now, like, right? Like, if I go to a college game, like, look, there's always going to be a hot co-ed that's 19 or 20. But now the sad thing is it's like... The moms are really hot, too, because they're only a couple years older than me. Dude, yeah, moms got really hot in the last, like, two years. I don't yeah. know what, like, where that came from, but. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching this show called QB1, and it follows around. Yes. Have you seen it? Dude, I've seen two full seasons. All right, I'm still I had on, no one to talk about with it. I'm still on season one, and, like, Jake Fromm's mom is hot. <laughs> <laughs> also, I was telling Brad this. He was like, why do you care about Georgia? I'm like, I've been watching this show. I'm obsessed with Jake Fromm now. Like, I want him to lead my team. I want to play for him. Dude, have you seen whatever season the dude's um, the dude's mom is uh, from American Gladiators? No, that's gonna the hey. guy who. Um, wait, okay, you're watching the the season. So the fr- I'm watching the f- one that's got Jake Fromm, uh, Tate Martell that went to Ohio State. Now is at Miami. He's from Bishop Gorman. Okay, yeah, you'll get there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, one of the seasons, the guy who goes to like Iowa, his mom was, I want to say Storm from right. uh, American Gladiator, but they don't say it on the show. I found out through my own research. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's also funny, too. I was telling somebody, like, when you watch college sports, like with Fromm, like, he's a massive dude his senior year in Georgia, right? But you forget also, like, he's an 18-year-old kid. It's like they ask him some question, and when he's on the field, he's so poised. But they ask him about, like, his, like, social media, and he kind of just, like, is, like, giddy. It's like... Yeah, I, I got Instagram. I got Twitter, too. He's like, I got 9,000. And they ask about Tate Martell. Now, granted, this is years ago when they were both in high school, and he goes, oh, man, Tate's on another level. He's got 30,000. It just, it's just weird. Like, you forget. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we all know teenagers, but it's just weird. Like, oh, yeah, that guy's still just a teenager. He just happens to play in front of 100,000 people every Saturday. Well, because that's what's crazy. You think about, like, LeBron, and when he was in high school, I mean, his game, one of his games, I want to say – Man, it's always tough to throw out facts when we're on here and we can't check them. But I, I want to say he had a high school basketball game where there was 50,000 people at it in Ohio. I do know his senior year, every game was televised. Yeah, and I believe he had a 50,000-person game. Now, that was pre-Instagram, really kind of pre-Facebook, I want to say. I don't know. People didn't have followings. So, actually, Facebook's one-to-one. It wasn't one of those ones that's um, what's it called asymmetrical. So, a bunch of people can follow you and you don't have to follow them or whatever, like Twitter. Um, so anyway, yeah, you think about that and like get 50,000 people at his game, which means he would have like, you know, half a million followers leaving high school. And it's just like, that's insane to put on like an 
in like a 17 year old's life. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes too. I think as athletes, like we want it, more people want to do, especially dudes want to do what athletes do. But it seems like we give a little. Like I feel like we give actors and stuff who are in their early 20s a lot more leeway than we give athletes. Like I athletes, agree with that. you know what I mean? It's like, oh my god, he's 20. Like, how could he do that? It's like he's 22, man. Like, I mean, I made terrible mistakes when I'm in my early 20s, and I wasn't a millionaire. Dude, honestly, that's one of the biggest things that I always give to LeBron. It's like he's been in the national spotlight for years. And like, how many scandals have you really heard about that guy? Yeah. Like, I don't hear a lot of talk about steroids. I don't hear anything about like infidelity. I don't hear anything about like massive drug use. I don't hear anything about partying. Like, has that guy really just been able to walk the line for, you know, over a decade? And you know, he, you know, he parties. Like, him and when he was in Miami, like, him and D Wade, like, I'm sure they went out and had fun, but he, Right, he's had to be so precision about what he does for so long. Yeah. You know, and it's not like the old days. I always tell people this about Jordan. Like, it's hard for Jordan to exist anymore because it used to be the reporters that were on your team. Like, Jordan was the best basketball player. Like, they didn't report on his gambling. They didn't report on him doing stuff. You know what I mean? Dude, those guys were known for partying, like, wild the night before games. Like, they yeah. didn't care at all. Like, Rodman? Come on. Yeah, there's like, some pretty awesome. you tell me that guy doesn't party? There's some pretty awesome Sean Kemp stories going around the city, too. <laughs> He's got 11 kids. That speaks for itself. That's the whole story. He's got 11 ch- children. How many, and by how many women? I want to say six. Okay, it's either 11 or nine. I always get this fact wrong. And it's, are you looking it up right now? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so, yeah, it's on this Wikipedia, like, first paragraph. So, um, yeah, I mean, I want to say it's like, okay, if I'm going to really check myself, I'm going to say nine kids with six women. It's something wild, almost unbelievable. And there is a Sean Kip Jr. There is. Uh... Let's go. Personal life? <laughs> uh, Under the checkered section? <laughs> Does it really? It doesn't say. Oh, yeah. I'll check. It say somewhere in there. Matt, I yeah. just swore. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. And Thanks. people always get, uh, get. I, I don't know. It, it just, that's a lot of kids. Yeah. Especially <laughs> after what you heard on Saturday. Oh. <laughs> oh, seven children with six women. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say 11? <laughs> you said 9 or 11. I'm pretty sure Antonio Cromartie has like like 13 or 14. Now he's got a couple twins in there. He also had two vasectomies. Did you say 7 with how many women? 7 with 6 women. Okay, just imagine 6. Like, Okay, imagine having uh, an ex and you have a kid with her and how much like back and forth <laughs> there is and trying to split custody and time and whatever. Now yeah, multiply I, that by 6. I can't imagine. I can't even. No, but I have three. Even three. I've had three like serious relationships. Like one girl just doesn't talk to me, which is fine. Uh, another one, like we we chat once in a while, and like the third one, like we're cool now if we see each other. But like, right? I can't imagine having six of those co-parenting, and that's without kids. Co-parenting with six of those is right. totally different than like she's an ex and I text her every Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas. You know what I mean? Like, Dad, I'm pretty sure those relationships are low maintenance also. for you right now. You're exactly right. <laughs> I'm thinking of the one, I'm like, yeah, it hit her up on her birthday. Yeah. <laughs> or they're like, you know, you okay in those wildfires? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. I can't even fathom that, man. No, God, no, I can't either. I saw his uh, his bar closed. I was sad about that. I liked Oscars over there on Queen Anne. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing, too. I, like I, and everybody that went in there was like, it was great, man. Sean would be in there partying up with you and stuff. I'm like, that's awesome. So yeah. It's, I told it's, you about my story. Yeah, it's like, so is he bad at running a business, or does he just need a better business partner that'll kind of be like, all right. Because to me, if you have Sean Kemp in your business, that's part of it. Like, 
Like, I knew, like, that was part of the fun of going there. Be like, oh, yes, we can run into Sean Kemp. Honestly? Like, I don't need him to run the door-to-door stuff. Just like, Sean, just hang out and talk to people. Yeah. yeah. My read on it really would actually be kind of more of a, a, a property and lease issue would be my it was guess. too expensive? Um, well, it's a pretty small space, um, but a decent amount of, like, linear footage on Queen Anne Boulevard or Queen Anne Ave, whatever that is. Um, it's not very deep. You can't really fit a lot of people in there. And you got to make your revenue, like, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, um yeah, I would say that it was more because I'm sure they're paying a lot of money, but they're not getting a lot of value for that because they had two small spaces next to each other rather than something that's like deep and big. So when it's you know a game or whatever, you can really pack it out and make a lot of cash. So mm. yeah, a small, a really small bar like that is tough. And you can do okay with like a mid-sized bar, even like right next door. What's that Mexican place? You know what I'm talking about. Um, all the cougars hang out there. You know I know, talking. right? You we used to go, right? You go there for uh, it's next pesos, to yeah, pesos. Nice pesos. pull, dude. Yeah. Nice pull, right? Because pesos is right there, and then the uh, French place, yeah, uh, owned by the same people. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, but pesos is about four times the size, but doesn't still doesn't feel very big, and so like you can pack way more people into that and get it get it banging, you know, in like your like, peak revenue hours. So I'm guessing. I mean, I don't know really about much about Sean Kemp's business acumen. Uh, or his decision making, but what I will say is that that would be a tough space. Yeah, because everybody I knew that ever went to Oscars was like, "Oh, it's great." Yeah, that's funny. Pesos. Did you guys have a pesos period in your life? I don't know that I would give it like a period or an era necessarily. I wasn't there regularly enough, but I will say that there was very attractive women in that place every time I went. Always. Is that the one on the and corner good food too? Actually. I feel like it almost got so popular that people were like against it for a bit. Yeah, for sure. Like people were like, oh, pesos? Oh, but honestly, I, I was at a great time there. Yeah, so did I. Then that was the one place you'd go to any day of the week and like there was going to be people in that bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. Good food, too. Speaking of uh, beer and like Northwest stuff, have you seen their new ad campaign? Rainier. Yeah. No. They're, I just saw an ad for it today and it's a. Uh, so you know how they had that old school one where the guys were like running around in the beer cans with the legs? Oh, yeah. The wild Rainiers? New campaign? Rewild the Rainiers. They're letting them back out. Yeah. I saw one at uh, Folk Life and got a picture. It's on my Instagram. Really? The Ted Smith, two E's and the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was so excited. I did feel bad for them, though, because like they have to be kind of led around by handlers. And like I got a picture, but like every drunk dude just went up and was like, "Well, like grab the head of the bottle." Oh, like, I'm drunk. And it's like, "There's a human in there, man!" Like, go <laughs> easy. easy, dude. That's the problem. With and my... like, look at the size of the legs and how short they have to be. It's probably a small chick. Like, go easy wrestling around these bottles. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's honestly the problem with those big outfits. Like when I wear my bear coat, I can see out of it, but like you have to be ready to interact with people. You know? Yeah. Well, that's like Mickey. I'm. I'm Pretty positive almost every Mickey Mouse you ever see in any park is a woman because dimensionally, just like you got to fit into that Mickey costume. That's probably fair. Yeah, I wonder. And I knew one lady that was a Mickey. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, it was secretive stuff. Well, yeah, it's just like I'm not even going to go there. Cool. (laughs) That's dope. (laughs) I think I have an idea where you might have been going. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing characters. <laughs> what else you got on that sheet? Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. So a couple weeks ago, Cobb was like, "Hey, can I borrow your uh, vacuum cleaner?" I said, "Sure." So he drops it off and he says, "Here's the stick that you rub on your muscles and stuff to get out cramps and everything." And I was using it to kind of break up these nodules on my leg. So I've had the thing for like two weeks, right? And the thing is great, but it's got—if you've never seen one. 
It's literally called the stick. It's got two rubber grips on the outside. And I don't know what you call those beads that are like. Yeah, it's a plastic stick with plastic beads that roll on it. So when, right. you, when you push it on your leg and slide it down, um, it rolls. And it's supposed to wake up the nerve endings, stimulate the nerve endings and push blood to that area. Right. And the beads are like bigger, thicker versions of like those cheap ghetto-ass jump ropes you had in grade school. Okay. Wow. Yeah. They totally are. <laughs> right? Wow. Yes. Yeah. Good pull. So uh, in the last couple of weeks since you dropped that thing off, we had an issue with uh, a guy that was like setting up camp in the back of my building, like moving the dumpster and stuff. So one morning I'm walking out and the girl that runs my building is like, hey, be careful. There's a crazy guy out there. And I walk out there and he's like, he's like sharpening something. He's got a blade on him. Right. So I said, all right. She goes, I'm going to call the cops. I said, all right. Now, listen. There's only so much the cops can do, right? They're going to tell him to move along, this and that. So this goes on a couple times, and then he doesn't show up, and then he shows back up. So Thursday night, I'm walking in there, and I said, hey, you scared the crap out of the girl that works here. I said, when that sun, like in the morning time, be gone. Okay, okay, all right. So now it's the morning time. Not only is he still out there, there's another person. So I go to the gym. First session I have with Osiris in a while. Now I come back. Your boy's pumped. Right, the blood's flowing, and she goes, "I'm calling the cops." I said, "Do you mind? I'll just take care of it." She goes, "No, if you can help." Wow, proactive Ted Smith. Grab the stick. (laughs) You got my massage stick. Yes. (laughs) I I said, "Look," I said, "Go out there." I said, "I'm coming back out in ten minutes. You mfers better be out of here." So I'm gonna take a shower and come back out here in ten minutes. So the first guy now. If you're not gone, I'm gonna massage your legs. Right. So the first guy. Well, the thing is, it's heavy and it makes noise. So I come back out there, and the oh first God. guy is gone. The second, or he's packing up his stuff, and he legit looks kind of scared. Like his hands are shaking. Now I got the stick in my hand, and the other guy's like, uh, "Blah blah blah." I live here. Boom! I wrap the top of the giant recycling dumpster with the thing. It's get your ass out of here, <laughs> right? He's talking more and more about he only answers to the God Almighty. This and that. And at one point, you look at this. I go, "You sir are not Jesus Christ." Bam! I rattle it again. <laughs> Now he's, like, getting his stuff. Now the girl has come out. And she's like, he's like, what, what is your problem? I said, you had a blade on you. Like, you're scaring her. I got kids. You know, my new neighbors have a kid. You need to get out of here. Right? And not only that, you know how much I like to sleep. I hit him with the, it's 1030 anyhow. Who sleeps in until 1030? <laughs> I slept until 1030 on Saturday. So anyhow, but yeah, the stick. And then I moved the dumpster. And I said, you're getting out of here. You were literally saber rattling at this dude. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. I just, so then like, and it's a tense, like, he's taking his time. It's a tense, like, eight minutes, right? We're waiting for him to pack his stuff and move along. And I walk him out to the alley, and he's walking up, and I turn around, because she's still real tense. Not the stick, and I turn around, and I go, this is actually for uh, massaging muscles. <laughs> she's like, she starts laughing, she goes, what? I go, yeah, it's just for massaging muscles. Sound, sounded dangerous, though, huh? She goes, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> But I've been waiting to tell you that story. I'm like, I'm like, I bet he'll never guess what I'm using the stick for over here. I was wondering when you yeah. asked him, like, what's that thing you gave me called? Is it just the stick? Like, I was like, what is this being asked before a podcast? Like, yeah, if anyone wants a laugh, just Google the stick. It's like a massage stick with beads. <laughs> Not menacing. No. Especially against a knife. Jesus, Ted. Brought a stick to a knife fight. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Who brings a stick to a knife fight? <laughs> oh man! I had the upper edge. I've run into him one other time since then, and he just sat there and looked at me. And I just like I was just smoking a swift. 
And he started saying something. I was just like, I'm not going to look at him. Come back on the property. We have a problem. That was the other line I hit him with. He goes, well, you can call the cops again. I don't care. I said, next time, we're calling the other guys. He goes, what does that mean? I said, you know who the other guys are. You know what it means. I have no effing clue what that means. Dude. But... <laughs> right? What? Tell you, man. Wow. Go to the gym. You're all pumped up. Dude, what I hate about this the most is now I'm going to get a call at like one in the morning like, hey, cop. Hey, man. Hey, can you come over real quick? Like, what? What do you mean? It's like, that guy's out there again, man. We're having trouble. You're the other guys. <laughs> like, I am not the other guys. <laughs> the only other guys that get called is maybe the SOD guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that vacuum. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. Most people, like, don't get me wrong. And I told this to the girl, because she just started through saying, look, people come back here all the time, and they'll shoot up heroin or whatever, but 90% of them will literally shoot up and walk, like, be done with it. I'm not saying I like that they're doing that, but I go, I get it. Yeah. I live in Capitol Hill, blah, blah, blah. But number one, you're setting up camp for days, and then you're, like, threatening the girl that works here with a knife, and then also just, like, it's just insanity. Like, anytime somebody starts telling me, like, you know, they only got to an answer to their father, this and that, that's when I was like, well, you're not Jesus Christ. <laughs> Move it along. Yeah, man. Weirdly, the, the homeless pro- problem has, I've always been, like, very sympathetic to the homeless, and I feel like now it really is reaching a fever pitch, like... I had a bunch of mail stolen the other day. I had a bike stolen. Like, just like, man, the property crime is just really getting out of control. I've also had, like, a couple people near me, like, you know, you're walking down the street and, like, women and stuff, like, feeling threatened. Like, you can just see on their face, like, you know, who's this person? What are they doing? It's like, yeah, it's really ramping up in Seattle. Yeah. And it's bad, right? And I get that's the thing, too, is, like, I, you know, Seattle has a ton of social services. Yeah. Like, if you want to take advantage of stuff here, you can Right. But just and that's the other thing. You got to toe that line, too, as I was talking to my neighbor and he's like, well, don't get hurt. And I said, I know. But also, like, I don't, the cops can only do so much. The guy's going to keep coming back. Like at a certain point, you know what I mean? Like, I just felt like I had to say something to him. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm so torn on the issue, man, because I really do have a lot of sympathy for their situation, how people end up in that situation. But like the flip side is like, you know, our tax base is only so big and like there's only so much social cost that a society can bear, you know, like for all the people who are out there, you know, working and paying taxes and, you know, trying to maintain homes with yards and no needles and whatever else. And it's just like, man, yeah, it's the, the problems get, I see why they've had such big problems in San Francisco. And like, I don't know if you've ever been to the Tenderloin or anyone listening to this, but yeah. It's, I have. I, I almost got nope. stabbed by a homeless guy. Oh yeah. Didn't you like fight a homeless, didn't you punch a homeless dude in the Tenderloin? I didn't, I didn't punch him, but he broke a 40 bottle and then like was coming at us <laughs> piece of the glass i just kind of snapped and turned around it was pouring rain and just like grabbed him with two hands and threw him because it was raining he just went sliding down the hill I mean, Jeez. wow yeah, it was a whole thing you, this is sparta him basically yeah wow. I mean, you, you gotta ask migs the stories he's to this day he's like man i've only seen that look in your eye twice he's like that night and the night you fought double r <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same thing right like he was we were just walking to another bar and then he just was like hit his arm on me and was like oh like you, you got money you got money blah 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 and then i was like don't touch me yeah i'm super you know what i mean that yeah and then it was like well, you know like oh you think because i'm black i need money i said you think because i'm white i have money for you yeah like right and then that's when he broke the bottle that's when i was like all right enough wow 
it sounds like I'm just beating up on homeless people. That is not <laughs> yeah, what's going on. And I never touched that guy. I just was like, get out of here. Ted Smith beats the homeless. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know me. I'm pretty pro everything. I, I, I mean, me I'm, I'm very sympathetic to it, but I'm just like, man, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've had people shoot up back and then be like, sorry, we'll be out of here in 10 minutes. And then go to their, t- like, fine. Yeah. Like, you're not bothering me. You know what I mean? Like, clean up your ass. Fine. But yeah, if you're going to camp out back there, and then again, like, you're scaring the girl, like, you're brandishing a blade, like, get real. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. I used to live above Crack Corner and across the street from Meth Corner down in Pioneer Square. And, like, there's a lot I can handle. I'm pretty cool with most of it, but the problem really is getting out of control now. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fun. Anyhow, get yourself a stick. It's good with muscles <laughs> and uh, neighborhood problems. <laughs> Uh, neighborhood God. problems is a way better way to put it than beating homeless people. <laughs> no, I, I only hit it on the dumpster. I know, dude. I'm just kidding. All right, let's read some emails. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, we got a ton of emails. It's until 1030. We got a ton of emails, and I definitely did not pre-read these, so I'm sorry to anybody who's I don't get to. Um, I'm just going to try to get through them pretty quick. Uh, to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. In response to the cop topic this week, the company I used to work for um, at the arena up in the north end, um, they were bu- – oh, I see. What, okay, yeah, we had, we said if you could re- wipe any company off the planet, who would it be and why? Do you guys okay. remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, in response to the cop topic this week, the company I used to work for at the arena up in the north end, <laughs> Everett, uh, they were a bunch of greedy people. They gave no respect to the kitchen staff, managers uh, who were just collecting a paycheck, hiring new people, and paying them more than people who were there already. The one thing that made me really mad is attached in this email. Hope you can open it and see why they were a bunch of greedy MFers. I left out at one point. I left at one point and then came back because a friend asked me to. Uh, then that's when the personal issue, issues came up and I never went back. Next time I see you guys, I'll go into more detail. I choose to leave the company name out, but I really despise that company. There are a few decent people, but overall, a scum of a company. Thanks, Stevie. Um, I kind of assumed that it was the company whose name is on the building, but it looks like that is not the case. That's why I coughed. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, we got one from Miami Jake. Yeah. Uh, my opinion on the Miami Heat's arena be- being renamed the BBC. <laughs> Do yes. it. Just straight up one line. Do it. Do it. it. Being yeah. serious for a moment, the community down here is actually pretty, pretty angry with American Airlines that American Airlines isn't renewing their deal with the arena. Say what you will about Miami sports, but this town uh, effing loves their Miami Heat and have affectionately come to know their home as the AAA. I'm slightly more indifferent uh, as I'm not originally from Miami, which might actually uh, might be the most Miami thing about me. But the place <laughs> isn't, ple- <laughs> but the city isn't pleased with the impending change. Bang Bros involved or not? Oh yeah. Shout out, Davey. I'm curious to know uh, how the gravy show in Seattle goes. I'm kicking around seeing him when he comes to uh, Fort Lauderdale in October. Miami Jake. Yeah, I mean. Cocaine and blow that guy. Or cocaine and hookers that guy. Yeah. Yeah, and and in in Miami's defense, like, well, most towns, whatever team is actually winning, like, who are Miami fans supposed to be a fan of? The Marlins? The Dolphins? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the Marlins pretty much have been like, yeah, we're selling everything. We're not really trying to win. The Dolphins are pretty much doing the same thing. Sorry, Sal. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, of course it's a big heat town. And I, I'm saying that in defense of Miami. You know what I mean? It's like 2001, this was a big baseball town. <laughs> well, yeah, and Miami football, 2001. They were heat, the Canes were huge yep, at that good. point. Yeah, good call. Well, it's like you look in D.C. right now. Like what happened, you know, with their football team is just pathetic. And that's on Dan Snyder. You know, they've been the Redskins. Yeah, or they Maryland. haven't been relevant in years, and then 
people don't go to the games anymore. Why would you? NFL attendance across the board is down. Yeah. Yep. Which doesn't surprise me. I think it's, you know, MLB is more down than they're saying. And I think that, wow, this is so complicated to talk about. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it's going to continue that trend. Uh, Why? I mean, also, like, MLB, first of all, they don't need people to come to the stadium. Yep. They make the bulk of their money, like, just selling corporate boxes and stuff. So they don't really care. The NFL does like having people in their stadiums, but it's such a pain in the butt. You know what I mean? I heard it at, at Jerry's World down in Dallas. Like, you can't even bring in signs. They have to be signs that they sell there. What? And, yeah. And you gouge people for, you know, I, I don't even want to guess the prices of beers at some of these events. You know what I mean? I don't want to go overboard, but it's ridiculous. And it's like, yeah, well, the home viewing experience is so good now. Like, it's, like I still love tailgating, but if I don't go to a game, I could care less. And the NFL games take forever. Yeah, for NFL, all those, all those TV timeouts. I've always said that the NFL is better. What's up? Oh, I thought you were giving oh, some sort of a secret signal scratched. and you scratched your um, sideburn. Um, yeah, I've always said that uh, football is better on TV and hockey is way better live. Yep. Hockey's gotten, gotten better on TV, but it's still so yeah. good live. I can't remember if it was one of you guys or a listener, but somebody put it best. And they were just like, when you go to an NFL football game, the bulk of it is watching dudes dance. Yeah. There's TV timeouts and stuff. They call their plays. Now that you got people just out there on the field, they're playing music they like. Like, right. There's a bunch. There's, a, there's 22 guys dancing. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> Dear the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. If I had to nuke one business or corporation, <laughs> it would be the Kardashians. They're <laughs> a business, right? Cobb, you crushed me with the quitting coffee. F- Six months? Ain't got no time for that. Green tea it is. Peace and love, boys. Neil Fielder, a.k.a. yada, yada, yada. P.S. Burning Man sounds insane. It is. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he's right, but the Kardashians are... I, I don't know. At this point, like, I, they did their thing. Like, they're super popular. Like, I don't really know what else to say. Like, people buy their products and their makeup. I mean, the one girl is a billionaire. Like, they got we, booed at whatever that uh, award show was the other day. They didn't get booed. Oh, wow. Kim at. and yeah, Kim and Courtney were up there, and they were being serious, and they were talking about how great TV is, and they're like, and they were just like, yeah, I mean, we're just an ordinary family doing ordinary stuff, and the whole audience just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, as for the caffeine stuff, uh, check out our decaf. I think it'll give you some some options, but yeah, I would just step it down to green tea. Take your time. You know, maybe you'll end up there, maybe you won't, but just find something you're comfortable with. Helps get rid of anxiety getting off caffeine, that's for sure. Um if I could remove one company, it would be Tesla. I can't stand how people treat them like the newest cell phone. I also think they're irresponsible calling uh, their feature autopilot. It's not a true autopilot, and they're going to kill somebody because people are dumb. Uh, there are also countless articles about them being pieces of garbage. You can't sit there and tell me that they can build a car better than Toyota. Build quality is a real thing, and they don't have it. Larpon, Tyler. Uh, I mean, I've ridden Teslas. I think they're really nice, and... Uh... He's right. It's autopilot, but or auto drive, but like it does tell you, like put your hands on the wheel. Yeah, but I want to say I don't know how the level system works in autopilots. I want to say that's like a level three, which is like partial autonomous or something. But they're capable of. I don't know if the levels go down or up. Um, <clears throat> Tyler, like, what I would say about Tesla is I think they're about to come into a major cash crunch, and there's a non-zero chance they get bought by somebody bigger, like either a technology company or a Toyota. So you might 
you might not have to hate them forever. They might go away. Sort and of. Toyota is a good point. Well, they wouldn't go away, but wholly owned subsidiary. I mean, you can make fun of a Toyota Corolla all you want, but you know somebody with some with them and they run. And I mean, it, it just is what it is. Yeah, I've always been a Camry guy or yeah. like a Honda Accord. Hondas and Toyotas, man, they get it done. Teslas, as far as I know, are nice cars. I just like, you know, way out of my price range. But I'm interested to see. What's nice is they're the impetus where now a lot of other vehicle manufacturers are pushing into electric, which only helps me via more scooters being electric, which is going to be cool. They'll be fast Dude. as hell, too. Yeah. I'll tell you what else. is. Have you seen those Genesis? The Hyundai? Like- I used to own a Hyundai Genesis. That was my rice burner car. Do you remember that? That was a Genesis? That was a Genesis, man. Wait a minute. That was a Hyundai Genesis. A Hyundai. Hyundai. Right. But Hyundai, right, with the I. They yeah. make a whole line of cars called Genesis. Yeah, that's what I had. Huh. I didn't know that. Wait. I'm, I'll pull one up. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? It's like a different line. Like, most people don't know it's a, it's a part of the Hyundai. It's not just a car. They're like luxury cars. Uh, well, you're talking about, yeah, it's a, it's a model, right? No. I think it's it started a lot- as a model, though. Okay, maybe, but I'm just saying now the Genesis is like a line of vehicles. Um, oh, okay, I didn't know that, but yeah, these, the yeah, the Hyundai Genesis, like these guys. Yeah, so mine was just like a um, kind of like fancy version of this. Mine was like this guy, the Genesis Coupe. All right, but, but yeah. those things, those luxury cars, I mean, they're nice. I was in an Uber the other day. I was like, what is this? The guy was like, it's a Genesis. And I was like, I did not realize those were connected. Yeah, they're super cool. The one issue I had with a Genesis just being a, um, well, one, mine was kind of a piece of garbage, but Genesis in general are really good. Mine, I just bought super cheap and it was kind of a lemon. But um, the one issue that I had is they're really wide and you don't notice that until you try to park it, but they're weirdly wide, like way wider than other cars. But yeah, great, great whips. You've seen a lot. They sponsor the halftime show right now, Monday Night Football. <laughs> oh, I do? I heard a good line the other day that said, there's just so much football and halftime shows. It's like... Would you go to a concert that took a break for a mini football game? You're like, no, that's stupid. And as I thought about that, I was like, that's right. Like, why do we, like, why do we just run out an, an artist to hear like two or three songs? Like, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think there is a natural break in sports for halftime already. So they're just like, we'll keep it. But then, since the whole thing now is an entertainment product, you know. So I, I just, get it. I don't know anybody that's ever been to a big time football game and talked about the halftime show. Now, I hear people talk about halftime shows at college games. You watch the college band and this and that, but like a marching band. But like, I don't know. Most people I know at halftime go get beers or yeah. pee. So you feel like they could just do away with it and it wouldn't be any worse I off? do. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I've ever sat and watched one. Yeah. Uh, I although- will say this, though. If you don't watch Alan Stone, he will <laughs> kick over your beer. <laughs> keep an eye on him. What up, boys? <laughs> uh, you keep it up with the trial of 6 9 Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Oh, the memes are unbelievable. Have what? you seen? Yeah. And yeah. Then, right? And then, right? Like, uh, I just like the other stuff, too. I saw, like, 6 uh, 9 anything else? 6 uh, 9 Yeah, I know where Waldo is, too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so for people who don't know, you want to fill them in a little bit on what's going on? I was who 6 9 is and what's going on? What's it? So is it Takeshi 6 9 I can yeah, never say Takeshi 6 9 All right, so he had a huge song that was very... Uh, gutter gangster called Gummo, and he kind of he was a SoundCloud rapper, right? So then he was bragging that he was the king of New York, and he had all this stuff. So it looked like he was pretty much in this blood, like a, a, 
a section of the Blood Gang in New York City. And a very colorful, animated character. Right, you see him, rain, he's all rainbow colors, rainbow got a grill, braid, he literally tats has the on his face. Six nine on his forehead. Like, you can't miss this dude. Yeah. But then don't forget, uh, last year before he got arrested, like, he had, I want to say for like three weeks, had the number one song in the country with Nicki Minaj. Was it Fefe or whatever? So he's an up-and-coming rapper, but there's all this stuff. So he gets in this gang, and he allows them to be his management team. Mm-hmm. But anybody that knows how this stuff works, like that's one of the things. You can't really click into a gang and then just be like, hey, let's, I don't want you to be part of my business. So yeah. then he goes on the radio, says, those guys aren't my manager anymore, this and that. Gets and they picked. were a section, sector of the Bloods. Yeah, like they're a, the nine Trey yeah. Bloods or whatever. Right. Uh, that was always his thing, Trey way. So... <laughs> Uh, so then the FBI picks him up because they put out a hit. He got kidnapped, and they were going to – I mean, they, they put out a hit on him. Yeah. Because so he, were... he crossed the gang. So then he gets picked up by the FBI. He's going to go to jail. So now he's in court just being like, I was in the gang. Those were real guns. And then somehow they asked him something, and he was like, oh, they said, do you know who Jim Jones is from the Diplomats? And he said, a retired rapper. Is he a member of the gang too? And he just said yes. Then he also mentioned that Cardi B was a member of the gang. So that's where it got a lot of attention. People were just like, and I like how Cardi was like, I am a blood, but not, 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 not non-tray. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> also like, honestly, like with him, it just, I watched this whole thing. Now granted, I'm into this stuff, so I care. There's a rapper named Fat Joe, right? You probably heard Lean Back, his most famous song. Fat Joe came out years ago, years ago in the Terror Squad with Big Pun. Is he from Houston or Miami? Fat or Joe? Either. Yeah. New York. Oh, okay. And he had an well, interview. I'm thinking of Pitbull. Yeah, okay. And he sat down 6 9 and was like, hey, man, you just stop messing around. Like, the cops care. And, like, you're running around saying you want to be a gang. Like, like this is real sh- stuff you're dealing with. Dude, I remember seeing that part of it. Yeah. So then basically everything he said that was going to happen, like, happened. Yeah. And, and look, I, j- we, we've talked about this before in the podcast. Those are just the rules. Like, if you get into any... Street gang, uh, whatever club gang, whatever whatever organization you get into, like if you become a like that's that's it. And then if you want to run around talking that, like that's why he's catching a bunch of stuff. Like, look, if I was facing thirty years, I'd probably be telling everybody I know too. Like, yeah, he's in a nine tray. But uh, people are just more annoyed with him as he was so like, I'm a real gangster. I don't care. Blah blah blah. Like, all right. Yeah, and I mean, he also. You know, as far as his the charges they have against him, I believe he also put a hit out on someone else, another rapper, um, and then had committed a series of like low level felonies, including uh, actually, I'm not even gonna say, I don't know, a bunch you can read about them. But the thing is, how do you put a guy in witness protection that has face has like 10 face tats? So that's the big question. He is so recognizable. If you like, I don't so recognizable, like Mike Tyson recognizable. Right, like I don't, I'm with you. I don't know where you put him. Right now, he's in a jail that's just for people that have turned uh, state's witness. State witness. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he does, dude. You couldn't. I mean, his life is over. Either stash way, that guy anywhere. Yeah, his life is over. Nowhere in the U.S. could you stash that guy. Maybe not even Canada. Right, and Mexico? these other sects of these gangs like don't always get along. But when you're in court, diamond them out. Like you, you've pissed off all of them now. Not only that, you violate it. Like. So he was a blood, but I'm sure the Crips don't like the no gang, no crime organization is going to like you now. Dude, you know what? Weirdly, this just made me remember. You know when Whitey Bulger got into prison? Sure. First day he was in the like general prison population, he got his eyes torn out. <laughs> Literally, someone put their fingers in and pulled his eyes out before they well, killed Whitey him. Bulger is a good example of like <clears throat> whatever protection he FBI had. FBI informant. Right. 
And then he finally got arrested. And then literally they sent him into a jail. And he even said, don't send me to this one. And they were like, no, you'll be fine. And, yeah. and he got killed. First day. He yeah. Got killed. First day. Yeah. So, Life. yeah. So whatever favor he had bought, I, I'm with you. Six, nine. Like, I'm like, man, I hope, I hope you had fun because it's over now. You're either going to be walking around with a hood on over your face or you can't go back out in public. It's dead, man. Yeah, and there's somebody there's somebody else they're recruiting that wouldn't mind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy stuff. But I full disclosure, I've been laughing my ass off at the memes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been annoying Robin. She could care less about it. I'm like Robin, listen to this one. Six <laughs> six nine said I'm a nine trade, and she's like, I, I, yeah, great. I thought the where where's Waldo one was awesome. She was like, I, I don't care, dude. This is hilarious. I must have read this email because yeah, the rest of it, I, like I must have read it subconsciously. Um, pulled in because he goes, he's identifying people as bloods left and right, including Cardi B. What I want to know is, how the hell do you hide someone who looks like 6ix9ine? Witness protection is going to have their work cut out for them. Cheers. Tristan, a.k.a. the Ginger Ninja. Yeah. (laughs) Tristan, I don't know, man, but it's wild. Uh, What's the crack with the greatest podcast in all the land? All the land! One company... Uh, the one co- company I'd remove from the face of the earth uh, is the Northern Ireland. Dude, I knew this. I knew this guy had relation to Ireland just by saying, "What's the crack?" Yeah, is um, that Ron? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the one company uh, I'd remove from the face of the earth is the Northern Ireland Assembly, Nor- Northern Ireland's government. Given that they have not been in session for 980 days at the time of this writing, my little slice of the world is suffering. With Brexit currently trying to sort itself out, we Paddies have the, the biggest impact on it. I will spare the details. I'll share with you all one piece of solid advice. The desire to be a politician should bar you for life from ever being one. Billy Connolly. Cheers uh, to you three for the great work you do. And Matt, uh, I checked. Uh, we can't send Brewdog Punk IPA NA to the States. Ron, <sighs> a.k.a. Ted's Irish Mate, a.k.a. Ulster Hawk, a.k.a. the world's okayest triathlete. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, Ron, if you could send booze, you'd be sending over that uh, Strongbow mixed fruit cider. <laughs> To the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. May the pod be with you. At one point this weekend, I found myself installing my just-ordered bidet, listening to Young Gravy, drinking a men's room red, and that's a damn the podcast moment if I've ever heard one. Yeah. That is. That that really is. Dude, that bidet is going to grow on you, too. I promise. Uh, Guilty Music, Steve Winwood, Higher Love. Bump it, boys. Best, O'Connell. Give me a higher love. Oh, yeah. Is that that song? Yeah. Take me a higher love. What you say? Take me. Uh, uh, I don't know. I found out today I was talking about I like uh, Mr. Brightside by the Killers. And somebody's like, that's like the basic white chick song to like. And I was like, I don't like a lot of their music, but I like that one. Because I'm Mr. Brightside. Yeah. That one? Yeah. Um, all right. Also, uh, this is the last one. All right. But I'm really, really happy you sent this email in. It, it came in right as I was walking in today. Uh, it's from George. Oh, and, nice. Uh, yeah. Just, I've only read the first like three words and I know that we've made a mistake. Uh oh. Hey, guys, quick rundown on DEF CON. Oh! <laughs> yes. Oh, dang it. It's <laughs> like, oh, uh, man, well, you know, we were shooting from the hip. Uh, defense readiness condition uh, toward nuclear war. DEF CON 4 is the lowest, and it escalates to DEF CON 1 when it's all going down. Amidst the confusion uh, after 9-11, we elevated DEF CON 3. Probably wasn't needed. Uh, for the cop topic, uh, what company would I remove from the face of the earth if I could? Um, I have three girls, so Barbie. Not only due to the image issue for young girls, but what really chaps my ass is that they are such a marketing monster that I can't keep them out of the house. Somehow Barbies are the default birthday gift for a five-year-old girl. 
It's like back in the 2000s when uh, guys would buy girls uh, Bath and Body Works holiday baskets because they didn't know what else to get them. I just can't cycle these dolls out fast enough. Rage. Love that you guys are back. George, a.k.a. the Black Republican, a.k.a. Party Simba, which was a dope costume, a.k.a. Light Sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. The Black Republican. I've got to change that in my phone. What, you have him in there as the Black Republican? Yeah. And I'm like, man... I know him. See, I keep my old labels. I like when I'll usually have someone's first name and then parentheses around like their nickname and then their last name. And yeah. it's yeah, it's fun, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean Jamie's still Jamie, Jesse's Jesse's yeah, girl. Jesse's girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, great. <laughs> Wanna check in with Matt? Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh before we get to what's Matt Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matt. Hey, what's good? What's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening. Hey, what's good? What's mattening? Check out what's mattening. I had a lot of fun this weekend. Um, Friday, actually, I was on the boat with Jamie and Lance. Jesse showed up after work. We just had an awesome time uh, hanging out, catching up, hanging out with Frankie. Uh, And, yeah, it was just a... Good time on the boat. What, yeah. what else would Frank's you Frank's walking around doing the thing. Yeah, I had to go see, uh, I had an appointment in a chiropractor, and I when I came back, uh, they they're trying to give Frankie a nap, but Lance, I was just following him around as he was trying to take a shower and the thing, and it, the little thing that he put the quarters in was busted, so he like, comes out without his shirt on. I'm like, Matt, can you get... Can you get some quarters for your car? And then he had to end up going over to the other one. It was like a whole mess, but it was, uh, yeah, it was just fun. I love just, you know, clutzing around and having a good time. And, uh, yeah, so they were, uh, it was just awesome to reconnect with old friends, um, do it on a boat. There's a great sunset, and, yeah, it was cool. And then Saturday I went golfing with my other buddy Riley at Crossroads. It's like a par three, so I just played with those new wedges. All right. And that was a lot of fun. Um, and got pretty good around the greens. I mean, obviously, you'd like to just be landing on the green all the time on a par three course, but those greens are tiny at that crossroads one in Bellevue. So, are they real ones or turf? The greens are real, but okay. you take your shots off like a turf, like yeah, like a, like a driving mat. Yeah, driving range mat. Um, so that was uh, yeah, yeah that was good pitching time. putts like that. You just have people like me going out there just hacking it up. Right, like you're gonna tear up all the grass. Yeah. So here you go. Um, yeah. So it was that was cool. And then Saturday night, I uh, went and saw From Anthony. Oh, <laughs> Do nice. a reunion show at El Corazon. Uh, I actually saw Barnes down there um, too. There's just a bunch of old bands that you know. It was like this like thro- throwback show with a couple reunions and From Anthony used to be my favorite band. Like. More than 10 years ago now. For a while there, I could say, they're my favorite band 10 years ago. It's like 14 or 15 now, probably. But it was uh, a lot of fun in the fun house. And, uh, man, I forgot what it's like to be surrounded by mosh pits. Like, I just stood in the front like I usually do. And that's a band that we'd always mosh to. And I used to be the drunk guy amidst a bunch of sober people because most of their fans weren't even 21 back then all right and i had like just turned 21 slash underage drinking and then i uh 
I would be the like, yeah, drunk shit show in the pit. And then this time I was standing up front where like people don't mosh a ton at the shows that I go to these days. Um, and so I was used to standing in the front and then there's just a pit happening behind you. And I'd like remember like, oh, yeah, this is a part of the song that goes buck wild. Like brace yourself. Uh, and yeah, it was wild. Did you jump in? No, I was, I got enough of the action just being in the front and like right. people running in and pushing back a little bit and yeah. Um so it was super rad and then I uh I still hunt- don't fathom how those work. What, pits? Yeah, and just it's just not my scene. I don't fathom how he could say most shows he goes to don't have a mosh pit considering you're like the biggest metal and like heavy rock fan I know. Yeah, most of it's not metal. It's more just like hard rock and, you know, Seattle crowds kind of can be a little bit subdued. People are drinking. They don't want to spill their beer. And, uh, yeah, the least it shows that I go, I mean, like occasionally, um, like Hatebreed has pits, you know, like I went and saw that. Those are the last two pits I was in was Hatebreed in Portland and then in Seattle. So, but yeah, most of the time people are pretty subdued and chill um, for a lot of the bands I go see, and I'm able to just like rock out up front. And I was like, right up to the front, and I was like, oh yeah, people mosh for from Afony. Also, the pits behind me, so I can't see. And then like that sixth sense of like, okay, here comes a part where someone's gonna run into me because I know it's a breakdown. And sure enough, there it was. So yeah, it was super fun. Hung out late into the night with my buddy Josh. He was over at Goofy's. Uh, and Ballard, I picked him up. We went up to Aurora Borealis where our buddy oh, nice. Jake was <laughs> um, and our other buddy Casey. And then we went over to Josh's and hung out in the hot tub and then went home and called it a night. And then Sunday I just hung out and watched the Seahawks and some Red Zone. Nice. Just relaxing. So, yeah, fun weekend. Yeah. Well, until you watch that Seahawks game. Well, there was that. Don't worry because afterwards I said, you know what? We're going to salvage this. Sounders are on next. How'd yeah. that go? Yeah. About as well as the Seahawks game. Wow. Brutal. Yeah. Double header. Yeah. But we had fun at the dock. In Fremont. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good place. It is. Yeah, good food a good there. spot. Oh, you know, um, uh, a friend of ours, sister works there, right? Is a bartender no. there? Who was at the, um, man, it's hard to, what was the name of that party we went to? Beginning of summer? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Her, her she does work at the dock. There. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I might have ran into her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely had an interaction where I was like, do I know her? No, don't say that. That's always cheesy to say in a bar. Like, do I know you? Yeah. I know her name. I'll tell you after. Yeah, I don't know. I know. Oh, okay. She comes up in my Facebook suggestions all the time. <laughs> That's how I, well, sorry. The thing is, then you're probably coming up in hers, man. That's how I judge some people. Not judge them, but like there's some people. Like there was a couple people in our camp at Burning Man where I'm like, how do I know that girl? And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, she's in my suggestions all the time. Yeah. But I didn't know her, so I didn't just randomly hit her up. Gotcha. All right. I guess it's about that time. Boop, doop, doop, boop, boop. Calm topic. Calm topic. <laughs> Sliding into those DMs. Um, well, we had, um, I don't know if I want to use that segue into this, actually. Uh, for reasons unknown, um, <laughs> I want to talk about billboards. I'll tell you guys later, but I just, I didn't realize until I said it out loud that I didn't want to say it. Um, but, uh, yeah, basically, just if um, if you were going to be given a billboard that you could put anything on, you could write any message um, on the side of, you know, I-90, 500,000 people are going to see it, or I-5, whatever, um, what would you write on there? What's your what's Ooh. your message to the city, to humanity, to whatever? Feel free to email us. 
literally the, I by the way whoever hit me up on Instagram I'm sorry um, I I don't have it on my phone typically but it's literally the word email e m a i l at the with two e's thepodcast.com. I don't know because like last time I was driving on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. They have all those billboards that are like, repent, or you're going to hell. So like at first, it's like, well, I'll put something inspirational up there. But then it's like, people are stuck in traffic. Like, I don't know that that's where they want an inspirational sign. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I might just put something funny up there. Like what? <laughs> you ever see those old stickers truck guys would have? And it was always like Calvin, Calvin and Hobbes, like pissing on a certain logo. Mm-hmm. If Calvin's just up there pissing on all the logos. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He doesn't like any of them. Let's just say just something stupid. Yeah, kind of brighten people's day. Yeah. Either that or just the address to my PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, some guy did that um, uh, that's what I was thinking college, of, game game, college game day. He was yeah, like, yeah. Venmo me some beer money. And then he got so much, he donated all to charity. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, what's, that's a tough question because I'm like, you get so used to seeing billboards that are just like ads, like, all right. And then, yeah, I remember being like annoyed at like those, like, I was like, I don't need your spiritual stuff while I'm just driving on the highway. There's that one um, over in uh, on Westlake Avenue that always says, wake up, America, and then has some like message. It's oh, like a yeah. reader board, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, that I mean, that's pretty active. There's a pretty active one in Walling for two on 45th. That's maybe the only other thing I'd put up there is just like, like, just take a breath and relax and learn some facts. All right. But again, that probably some people will be like, well, how do you think it's a fact? MC? Uh, well, I'm almost never the one to bring up politics here, but I would uh, put to uh, look up Andrew Yang, um, watch him on YouTube. He's just got a lot of great ideas, his policies. Like everybody talks about the thousand bucks a month from taxing Amazon, but like he's got a lot of really cool ideas that I think are like, real progressive and they're really well laid out and it's like i was reading on them last night and i was just like yeah man god could you just imagine this world like it would be so i think it'd be hard to pull off but i'm uh yeah i'm pretty hardcore in the yang gang now well and, you've got a little bit of a platform here what other are his other points? um a couple of my favorites the one is like version. data is a property right so yep. everybody doesn't just get like unlimited access to it. If so, we actually would like get they would pay us for it. And so if you opt in, um, another one I thought was really cool was the uh, reverse boot camp for people in the military when they come back to help them reintegrate into society with some like helpful life skills. Um, all his environmental uh, Approaches I think are really really cool and like future focused and could could work. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna disrupt some stuff if he if he could get a lot all those things through. But yeah, the policy I really like the way his his stance on the environment, paying teachers more I think would have a huge impact on the communities. And uh, you know, he's yeah, he just got well laid out ideas of how to pull this stuff off. Where it's like, mm, yeah, seems awesome. I like that. Uh, for me, it would probably either be something involving um, like reallocating the military budget, like just some visual graphic showing how much we spend on hurting people versus like all of our other social services or healthcare or whatever. Um, something very visual. Or it would be one that just says, you are nature. Because I feel like mm. a lot of times people think of like, you know, man-made versus like, you know, nature or the climate and that we're so separate from it. But you've got to realize that just like um, 
uh, an anthill or a spider web. Like everything we've created is part of nature too. And so I think just to bring people closer to nature would would chill people out and make them less less anxious and angry. Yeah. And it's just tough. Like billboards, that's what I'm saying. Like when people are sitting in traffic, they're just such in a bad mood already, which is fair. That's one of the joys I take out of making it on the men's room. Like I, I working on the men's room. Like I, I like the people who are stuck in traffic in a bad mood and I can make them laugh. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a tough one. Because I, I just remember seeing those billboards. It's like, ah, don't tell me I'm going to hell. I'm just trying to get off this turnpike. Well, and honestly, you know, when I said that one, I was less excited for our answers because it's tough to think of one on the spot and more excited for people to email in. Because, you know what I mean? You have a little little bit of time to think about it. And it's just like. Dude, I right. think of a. Yeah, I, like now I just kind of want to put like, he's a great coach, but the hell with Duke and Coach K. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> right? why, why particularly you're over him i don't know much about his recent stuff i just don't like duke as a program like i'm a maryland fan and they That's just fair. are Same. so much better and stuff like we always had to play them so i just don't like them yeah and then like when i was a kid like they just always were good and i do like he's a great coach but i'm just like the hell with him speaking of good college coaches a lot of people are saying that uh, michigan should fire harbaugh what do you think about that i mean look you pay that much money to a man you put that much money in your program you need to be in the college football playoff and they haven't. And they lose to ranked teams. They lose bad. And that's all, you know, like, look, I, I'll have a whole discussion about we pay these coaches too much. But for right now, let's just table that and let's just talk about brass tacks. You are paying them that much. You need to win those games. You certainly don't need to lose conference games on the road at Wisconsin and get your ass whooped. Yeah. I mean, it's like Chris, like Coach Pete. Coach Pete's done a great job with the UW program. But let's not act like, you know, he's kind of teetering on that too. Like, like they were in the playoff the one year, but like, you need to be consistent. You can't be losing at home to Cal. That's true. Oh well, I would say Harbaugh's consistent. I mean, it's had th- three of his four seasons have been like the, some of the best since the '70s for that program. But yeah, I agree. You need to be like you're getting that upper echelon. Which you can't not. get your you can't you can't get you can't lose to Ohio State every year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. Buckeyes are always like a top what five team. I don't yeah. watch them a lot of college football. Top yeah. five. Yeah. What's Urban Meyer's deal? Is he going to USC? Is he? He's still at Ohio State right now. He just kind of like stepped down, but he still has his hands on the program. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on him too. Okay. <laughs> well, like, he's just another one. Like, like you, like you knew that your assistant coach was beating his wife, right? And then you lied about it, and then you came out with a half-assed apology and this and that, and it's just like, all right, just go away. You oh, know? I haven't. I hadn't heard any of that. That's why he stepped down. Well, you know, then also he gets tired. You know, he does have heart conditions. But yeah, like there was a court case, and then just read out loud, like it's like, yeah, here's the communication between like her wife and your wife. Like you knew, and I think some of it he even acknowledged. And then he came out with a terrible apology, and then they didn't fire the guy. It was just, it was just a mess. That uh, that whole running back situation was a mess too. Like a while ago, it was like that fullback. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Never mind. I, I just sometimes, and I wanted to bring this. I just get. I love college football, but the college coaches are just obnoxious a holes, right? College coaches leave programs all the time with time left in their contract, and they break these deals. But God forbid a kid who's not getting PT wants to transfer, that he's not part of. You know, like but it's like shut up. And, like, Nick Saban, even Bill Belichick, like, just because you're a coach, like, you don't want to answer questions doesn't give you a right to be a-holes to everybody. Yeah, well, the whole thing is kind of bizarre, and I don't really know how to change it. But the fact that these colleges are making hundreds of millions of dollars off of these student athletes that really all of their time is dedicated to sports and they may or may not get to even get the chance to go pro is pretty crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just it's just wild. I just I, I love college sports. I just wish some of those coaches need to be brought down a little bit. Like, chill out. And also, there's aspects of every job you don't like. Part of your job is answering the effing questions from the sports reporters. I've brought this up before, but Nick Saban had two starters listed at the beginning of the year and then said, well, I'm not talking about who's, like, who's playing. Well, that's not how football effing works. You have two starters listed. One of them has to play. Their job is to ask the coach who is playing. And then to just sit there and be rude to people and be like, well, I've already answered that. Or Bill Belichick. You signed on with, a, with Antonio Brown, right? Then you knew about the sexual assaults, uh, you know, the accusations. You can't just say, I don't want to answer that. I've already covered it. We're here to talk football. Like, all right. Yeah, that stare he gave that reporter this weekend was nuts. Yeah. Right? And also, like, yeah, w- whatever. I, I didn't, I'm not going to get that in this. I'll go down a whole path with that. But, yeah, some of those coaches, just enough. You see, we got to <laughs> keep the stock price up another week. Man. I know. I'm trying to unload some just shares. Just remember, whatever happens this weekend, be like Ted Smith. Score a goal. Woo! <laughs> All right, there's episode 274. We'll be off for a week next week as Matt travels to Alaska, which I'm jealous of. I still haven't been up there yet. Yeah. I do want to get up there. Uh, bring us back fresh salmon. Fresh salmon. Yeah. Wow, okay. I want you to risk getting eaten by a bear, go to a river by yourself, fish, and get this thing. Risk it all. Risk it all. Can risk I bear hand or can I use the spear that I make for myself? You know what? You carve out a spear, you could use that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll have a week off and then we'll be back after that. Eventually I'm going to have my buddy Alec from 100.7 The Wolf on here. I've asked him many a times and then I keep blowing him off and he's like, Ted, you know, you should have me. I'm like, I know, I know. I'm bad about this. We'll get there. So we'll get there. He's a cool guy. But uh, yeah, there's episode 274 for MCTP for Cobb. I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.